0: Thank the Lord for the song just sung about knowing the Lord. Jesus said, that's life eternal. (laughs) This is life eternal. That they might know Thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom Thou sent. Wonderful. I might know Him. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for the hymns sung this morning. Praise to God. I just thank the Lord for the hymns that God's given to us. Heaven and earth shall pass away. His words will not pass away. I have a feeling, Brother John, (laughs) that some of these songs that we sing down here are going to be singing on glory. (laughs) Amazing grace, my. We thank God for His mercies. When we don't know how to pray for ourselves or don't know how to pray for others, there's nothing greater we can pray than just (laughs) God be merciful to me, a sinner. (laughs) Or Or if we've sinned, psalm 51 have mercy upon me oh god we've been sharing by this man by the name of joe miller for the last couple of years he's a catholic man he's had one leg taken off with diabetes he's he has two sons that has come to the lord <clears throat> uh, in the last three years they were both catholics and um it was through these boys I learned about their father in the nursing home and been in and out of the hospital. But about five, six weeks ago, I was up there on a Sunday. I think it was a Sunday. And uh, and he was... The last word from lacrosse is that he would just send home to be as comfortable. He's been in so much pain, just so terribly in pain. And... Uh, <clears throat> the last word you through his daughter was to just send him back home to keep him as comfortable as he can until he, would, <coughs> until he was gone. And I went up this Sunday to see him and he had been <clears throat> vomiting that day and he was just so sick. His wife said, "I, you just, you just won't be able to see him at all. <laughs> I left and I just thought possibly this would be the last time I'll ever get to never have a chance to share with Joel. (laughs) So I got in the car and started home. I just began asking, oh, God, (laughs) would you flood this man with mercies? (laughs) I don't know how to pray. Flood him with mercies. Body, his soul, his spirit. Went up there a week later. And here he was. Not in his bed. He was outdoors. And out in the the patio out there with his wife and his son, his son's wife. He said they'd gone, they they took him up to La Crosse the next day, either Monday or Tuesday after we'd been there. And he'd been so ill, they took him back to La Crosse. And I don't know what happened, beloved. But Bernice said when the doctors got through examining, they'd come out and says, we don't know what's happened, Joel. but there's nothing wrong with you. There's just no way we can understand it. So I was out there on the patio sharing with him, and they shared this with me. And his wife, Bernice, reached over and she says, Baylor, I want to show you something. And uh, she reached over and pulled his sock off and his on his, his good leg and, and uh, he's had sores on there for two years wouldn't heal and they were <coughs> thinking that they were going to have to take this this leg off also if he lived from other things. She says, I want to show you something. She reached over and slipped the sock off. And those sores that had been there... For two years, they were gone. <laughs> his, his foot looked just perfectly healthy. You could see on the big toe there were there were some scars. Like if, if some is completely healed up, there might be scar tissue left yet. Yeah. I don't know, if <laughs> But I'm continuing to pray for Joel because uh, as far as I know yet, there's not been that revelation of Jesus. (laughs) When I shared with you last night, uh, I don't know if I made it. Clearing up my purpose for sharing for this thought from Reese Howells. Every one of us this morning, nearly every one of us here probably have somebody on our hearts that we're praying for. If you don't have somebody on your heart that's that you're praying for, <laughs> you maybe better examine yourself whether you be in the faith. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And if Christ is in you, He's, he's, he's got souls on His heart. But my burden is this here, and, and the reason we read this from Reese Howells, that's the reason I picked it up. His burden was to abide in Christ, to abide in Christ on the behalf of that soul for whom we're praying. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, she'll ask what you will. So may the Lord teach us the secret of not just going to God and <clears throat> throwing some words at him, so to speak. Yes. But Lord, let me, let me abide in thee, Jesus, on be half of the soul for whom I'm asking thee to save. I'm looking to Thee for it. So may the Lord breathe upon us. God wants to involve us with what's on His heart. <sighs> A few days ago, I was just leaving the sand pit. <clears throat> to head up, it was right to do an hour. And I was just leaving the sand pit. And uh, as I just got to the gate of... Beautiful Harley Davidson <laughs> came swinging in <laughs> and, and uh never seen a fellow. He lived about fifty miles west of us there never but he, he saw this body of water out there and and he loved uh he was just out cruising around and he loved to go water skiing and and so uh we've just i was on my way up to the house i wasn't especially wanting to take time to talk you know and but uh he wanted he he wanted to he was just wanted to see about that water maybe a place to go water skiing and just talk about other things i wanted to change the subject <laughs> so i said i said do you ever read your bible But it didn't shake him a bit. But here's what he said. <laughs> he says no. At the last couple of weeks. On my way to work. I've been listening to the Christian radio station. I took the. I always carry one of these here testaments with me and took a testament out and, and I, I got out of the pickup then and I said, I'd like to he gave me his name as Jim said, Jim, I'd like to show you something here and I turned to first first John five, eleven and twelve. And this is the record that God <laughs> hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. not in church membership it's not in good works it's not in baptism this life is in his son he that hath the son hath life and he that hath not the son of God hath not life and immediately that grabbed him and, beloved, I've shared this with so many of the last few years, and I have not shared this once with anyone. I haven't shared this once with anyone. It, it, but it's, it gets a hold of them immediately. Eternal life. This life is in His Son. So I says, I, I, I'd like to give you this here. I'd like to give you this testament here. He says, you sure? Yes, he says, I would. And uh, he said, would, would you mark that verse you just read there? And I have a little <laughs> a little stick of paper. I said, sure I will. Well, I was doing it, and then I, I went and quoted uh, Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I, I turned to it. I still hold in the Bible. I turned to Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. I didn't just quote her. I, I took time to turn to it. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into him, mess up with him. And you know what he said? He said, Would you mark that one too? <laughs> so I tore the little yellow paper in two, put one in both places, shared a few others' verses with him. The need of searching the scriptures, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. They are they which testify of me. Then the next verse, that alone won't save us. It you, you, has to come. You, you must come. Not only know the scriptures, but there must be a moment to come. You must come to me that you might have life. So, Lord, we were there probably 15, 20 minutes or at least maybe. And I'm praying for him. I gave him a card. He says, Jim, would you give your heart to the Lord? Would you give me a call? And he says, I'll do that. And then he says, This this was no just chance meeting that I just swung in here today. <laughs> we were praying this morning, Lord, grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Let's pray for it, should we? The anointing of the Spirit and that boldness to speak His Word. I used to give tracts out a lot, but I find <laughs> uh, just give a little. Get it pretty good to get right in the front here. It's got some helps for different things here, but just give the Word of God out. It's powerful. All right, let's turn again this morning, should we, to John? Let's go back, John, the fourteenth chapter. John chapter fourteen. Been to a lot of funerals in our life <laughs> after this many years, and uh, not every, but just a good share of the funerals you'll hear John 14 read. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And sad to say, I don't think I've... I, I, I've never been to a funeral yet. Or somewhere along the line. They had that man in heaven. Yeah. Tragedy of tragedies. But Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. <clears throat> you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. That's what I want us to get to. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go... And prepare a place for you. I'll come again. And receive you to myself. That where I am. There you may be also. And whither I go. You know and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him. Lord we know not whither thou goest. How can we know. The way. Jesus saith unto him. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Now there's a lot of text right here. (laughs) There's a lot of text we could could share from. But the Lord laid a burden on my heart some weeks ago, and I want to share that with us. This is not not an easy message this morning. But I go to prepare a place for you. And Isaiah, and then in Corinthians is quoted where it says it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. And Isaiah says for them that wait for him. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the, the things that God hath prepared for them that love Him. Let's turn to one together. I want us to turn to this one in Psalms 16. sixteen in verse eleven. <clears throat> David says, Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures forever. I go to prepare a place for you. I'm going to come and receive you to myself. And at my right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Now I want to share another word with you. Altogether different. Let's turn together in Matthew's Gospel, can we? Matthew chapter 25. 25 and verse 34 <clears throat> we're just going to break in here then the King shall the king say unto them on his right hand come uh, ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared f- for you from the foundation of the world verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand Depart from me ye cursed into everlasting fire. And then notice this next phrase Prepared or the devil and his angels. If I can understand it correctly, and I, I'll, I'll stand it correctly, but if I understand it correctly, hell was not prepared for man. Hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. Now I want us to turn to Isaiah. Chapter five. You have your Bibles. I appreciate Brother Boxing. <laughs> he would give people a chance to turn in their Bibles always and just encourage them to do this. Isaiah chapter 5. And if you're marking your Bibles, mark these verses. Mark them. Here's what I want us to notice here. In Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 14. This hell that was prepared for the devil and his angels. Look what it says. Hell hath enlarged herself. And not only enlarged herself, it says opened her mouth without measure. Beloved, if I understand my Bible rightly, there is no third alternative. Every one of us here this morning are heading for one of these two prepared places. back to Matthew's Gospel. I want us to read a little bit. Without too much comment, I want us to read a little bit about this. Matthew chapter 22. (laughs) In verse 2 it says, The kingdom of heaven is like to a certain king which made a marriage for his son the father has made a marriage arranged a marriage for his son we'll break down through a little bit here he invited those and they were he evilly entreated them those that made the invitation. Verse 8, then saith he to the servants, The wedding is ready, but they, they which are bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore to the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all, as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. I don't understand all of this here, but this is what God's word is saying. This is what the Father gave the Son to share with us, the king came in to see the guests. He saw there a man, verse 11, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither having not on a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Many are called, but few are chosen. I don't know if I should mention this or not, but I was in Brother Ravenhill's home Somebody asked me if I ever come to Texas. I was in Texas one time. And we were, we, and I don't know how we got on this, but we were talking, we were talk, and I said, Brother Ravenhill, I said, I don't know how this man ever even got this far. Brother Ravenhill says, I don't either. But here came in a man without a wedding garment. But I, what I want us to get is as He was speechless. I have a feeling, beloved, sometimes there are people that know they're going to hell, but they have this idea, I don't mind it too bad. There's a lot of other people going there too. It can't be too bad. And maybe they even have some things that they're going to tell God someday in their mind. I am just going to try to convince you, God. This, this is the way I've got it figured out. But I tell you, beloved, when you get there before the King, you're going to be speechless if you're without Jesus. Bind him, hand and foot. Cast him into outer darkness, weeping. And gnashing of teeth. Just a couple more. Revelations 14. You know those that worship the beast. Revelation chapter 14, those that worship the beast receive his mark in their foreheads. Verse 10, The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and of the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And then I want us to get this next verse. And they have no rest, day or night. Can you imagine that? Oh, one of the greatest... Joyce to me is come home and I'm tired at the end of the day and just be able to lay down and rest. That's wonderful. Rest. Physically, I'm speaking of. Can you imagine it? No rest. Day or night. Forever. We say, God, isn't there a third alternative? Is there only two prepared places? My Bible says, Behold the goodness and severity of God. (laughs) My Bible says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And right with it He says, The love of Christ constraineth us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Everybody needs him. Oh, May our Heavenly Father, the contrast in thy presence, fullness of joy. At thy right hand, pleasures forevermore. In one prepared place, and in the other, no rest day or night. I can remember as a boy, I don't know as a Sunday school teacher or who shared with us, but shared this thought of some large rock. We saw a large rock in India. It was a large... It wasn't a mountain. It was just a large rock. It was about... I don't know how big it was. It was about a half a mile wide on the base, at least a half a mile wide, and at least a quarter of a mile high. All black. Almost smooth. It was not a mountain. It was a rock. Right out on the plain. It wasn't in the mountain. Right out on the plains. But anyway this teacher, and this has always stayed with me, spoke of a little bird that would come and just whisk its bill back and forth once on this rock and then fly away for a thousand years and then come back and whisk its bill just back and forth once and fly away for another. When that mountain is completely gone, eternity has just begun. My beloved friends, we just don't realize the tremendously of eternity. Eternity! And we're all heading there. And it's to one of two prepared places. <sighs> Let's turn to another one in Revelation, should we? In the last chapter. I'm sorry, not the last chapter. The 20th chapter. Revelation's 20th Chapter. Revelation chapter 20. <laughs> Verse 10 And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever. And ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. That lake that was prepared for the devil and his angels. That place that hath enlarged herself without measure. Return to Hebrews, the eleventh chapter. We're gonna break into verse twenty-four and talk about a man by the name of Moses. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, there came a time when he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy... The pleasures of sin for a season. Beloved, don't let anyone tell you that there's not pleasure in sin. The Bible says there is, but it's for a season. In, con- of that, in contrast to this place, that Christ is pre- prepared for pleasures forevermore. But there was a choice. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures for the sin first. For, seed, for a esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward that's it right there beloved in Deuteronomy God says I set before you life and death no other third alternative I set before you life And death choose life. Moses chose to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Steaming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. If we don't have a burden for souls, beloved, we don't, this ought to give us one. How to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. But you see, Baylord, Jesus said, Straights the gate and narrows the way. And few there be that find it. Don't, don't just accept that. I think we need to look at Paul Paul says brethren my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved I have great heaviness in my heart I can wish myself a curse from Christ for my brethren my kinsmen according to the flesh Some of us have heard of Duncan Campbell. When God gave Duncan Campbell, a, I almost, we could say a second chance because there was for a time in his life when he lost the blessing and the glory out of his life. But his daughter says, Daddy, whatever it costs, Whatever it costs. (laughs) Get back to God. We can see revival again. Duncan Campbell took it to heart. And in the time of seeking the Lord, God gave Duncan Campbell a vision of hell. Some of us have heard this testimony by Mary Morrison who was away from God over on the mainland but came back during the revival. But she's made this statement. She says, when I talked to Duncan Campbell, (laughs) I felt Oh this man had a holy concern for my soul. Oh, may God put a weight upon us, beloved, for our, the souls of men, for our sons and our daughters, our brothers, our sisters, our dads, our moms, our neighbors. Show us how to stand in the gap. Behold the goodness and severity of God. Let's turn once again to the last chapter of Revelation. 22 and verse 17 it says this the spirit and the bride say come let him that heareth say come 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 let him that is athirst thirst come And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. God wants us to to involve us. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And beloved, he's committed to us the word of reconciliation. And Paul says we beseech you in Christ's stead. Be reconciled to God. Be reconciled. Let's let God involve us. If we're saved, let's seek the Lord. If we're not saved, let's let God involve us with what's on His heart. I'd like to read a song in closing. I'd like to read it. We can sing it, but I'd like to read this to you. Have you been to Jesus? Beloved, there's only one thing that will keep us out of heaven. Just just one thing. Just one thing that will keep us out of heaven, and that's sin. But Christ hath appeared once to put away sin by the sacrifice of Himself. That's why Jesus came. To put away our sins, and He did it. Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? When the bridegroom comes, remember what Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. If I come, I'll come. If I go, I'll come again. When the bridegroom cometh, will your robes be white? Pure and white in the blood of the Lamb. Will your soul be ready? For the mansion's bright. Are you washed? in the blood of the Lamb. Lay aside the garments that are stained by sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean will be washed in the blood of the Lamb. It's a joy to meet here together with you today. But there's a day coming when Jesus is going to come. And Paul said this, and I'd like to say that to each one of you. What's my joy? What's my crown of rejoicing? Here's what it is. Are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming? Oh, then I can have the assurance that every dad and every mother, every son and daughter right here will be in his presence and his coming. Let's pray. Father, we want to take to heart your words there through Paul. Behold the goodness and severity of God. And I pray, Father, that by thy Holy Spirit, you'll not let a single one of us get away from these two the, the truths of these two prepared places that every one of us are heading for today. And help us to know what it means to flee to the blood of Jesus, and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. Bless your word by your Spirit. Bless your word to our hearts today. And grant that not a one here, not a not a hoof, not a one will be left behind. Give us a weighty soul concern, Father. If we're in Christ, give us a concern for others to pray and witness and to warn. So we thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your faithfulness to each one of us here today in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Well, these are important things that we've heard, and I believe from the heart of God to us this morning, now we're going to have a meal together, and and be so thankful that we can sit down and fellowship with one another. But I, I think that we do need to be careful not to eat away what God has said to us. And so I would encourage anyone that feels like they need to talk to God and perhaps to someone else, Christian, to do that. God speaking to your heart. And you feel the need to pray or talk with someone just encourage you to do that. We've got a couple of rooms here on the side that you can go and pray in. Also, just if you want to talk with, with someone about the state of your soul, I'm sure Baylord would be glad to talk with you, others, someone you know that you can talk with about the things of God, I just encourage you to do that. It's kind of noisy here when we set up for the meal, chairs moving around and everything, but if God's speaking to you, you can fight through that. Anyone have anything they'd like to say here before we close? Start getting the meal ready. I'd ask you, it would be helpful if you'd pick your books up and put them on your chairs.